I'm Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Hanging with Team Kanan. episode of hanging with team Kanan. i am the co-host who wasn't here last week jeremy conrad with me as always jonah marie macias how are you i'm doing swell a little bit on the sleepy side but that's to be expected every day now yeah, it must know? have been this episode of rebels no just, and also just adulting how are you I am I am all right and I'm I'm happy to be here and I feel like all of us are tired. So after this episode, mandatory nap. Well I have we to take a nap. nap. We're going to I the nap take, hangar. I have to take a nap because at three AM Stranger Things goes live and I will be watching it all tonight. So. <laughs> oh that's right. Yes, it is Thursday. I forget like it's Thursday into Friday and it doesn't show up Friday morning or anything like that. Yeah, and they're not nice to us East Coast people, and they give it to the West Coasters at midnight. Books, look, <laughs> look, you guys get everything else before us. Like, this is true. <laughs> and then I have to avoid Twitter for three hours straight, like, and I have to watch it that night. So, so let us just have this. Stay up, <laughs> be alive. Hey, I take the only thing I, I take more seriously than watch my the Star sunrise. <laughs> Say that again, Jeremy. The only thing I take more seriously than my Star Wars is my Stranger Things, so I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. going to be miffed about this until the end of time. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right. I'm sure it'll be worth waiting for. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to talk about um, In the Name of the Rebellion, another two-parter, uh, episodes three and four of season four of Star Wars Rebels, and I was excited for this episode because... We got a lot of Mandalore last episode, but this time we get back to our family. You know, we get back to the fam and, and all the rebels are back together for a short period of time. And then Saw Gerrera is there and everything goes insane. Anyway, how did you guys feel about this episode? Yeah, he was the crazy uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was It was a great two-parter. Lots of awesome references and... I mean, the best part really was Ezra waving. That I mean, I'm I'm just gonna go down and say that first. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? I uh, I did not like this episode at all. Really? <laughs> nope. Both I've episodes? It. I watched both episodes three times now, and I just by the third time I turned it off with ten minutes left. Oh my oh. gosh! Tell us what why. Happened? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I think I've after 
even though we didn't really get a whole lot, I think I just had my fill of soccer era. And I just, I was not feeling it whatsoever. And I didn't like how the family was back together for a short period of time, as you said. And then they were in again. And I just, I just wasn't feeling it. Didn't feel it at all. Mm. Wow. I, I feel the exact opposite. Um, well, not, not fully. Like, there were th- certain things about this episode that I think could have improved. But I thought that this was the easily, easily the best Sagarera performance that we've seen on screen. And I'm, I don't mean to discount Rogue One in any way, but I, I feel like this was, especially when he was fighting with the rebel leaders and he was going back and forth with Mon Mothma, that's like, that performance, I think, was one of the best to show you kind of where Saw was going mentally, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the, um, the fact that he was present really helped in defining where Ezra was going because he started off not really enjoying, not really liking where Mon Mothma's method was going. And then I also liked the fact that Saw's point of view was presented and you know that's sort of where Ezra thought he was going to go especially when it came to Lothal but then he noticed that at the very end you know that method isn't his and I'm thinking Mon, Moth- Mon Mothma's method isn't his either so I, I feel like he's gonna do his own thing with the ghost crew come the next few episodes. So yeah, I, I, I liked it for that reason. I, and I, you know, I actually saw as not I'm not the biggest fan of that character. I, mm. I just don't like his extreme point of views. And, uh, but I still enjoyed the, like what you said, Katrina, the, the performance. So, uh, Forrest, yeah, Forrest Whitaker is one of my favorite actors and yeah, he, he knocked it out of the park, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm the biggest Saw fan in the world overall, but I, I definitely think this was the episode that made me like really care about Saw and have that flashback moment of like, wow, he sure has lost a lot. And then I remember him losing Sela in the Clone Wars and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, so I, I liked that, but I didn't like Saw. So I kind of totally get what you're saying, Jeremy. But at the same time, it's like, gosh, but that performance is really good. Like, <laughs> well, I'm so, not- like. Forrest Whitaker is great. I love Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker, but I just I don't find Saw interesting anymore, especially after seeing Rogue One and knowing what the final fate of his character is and mm-hmm. where he's at in the movie and um, reading uh, that young adult book, the Jin book. What was that book called? Rebel Rising. Oh, Rebel Rising. Yeah, yeah and so and just I just didn't. I don't need any. I didn't need any more Saw, and I. Like, this is the last season of Rebels. I don't want... I want my Rebels. I don't want... I don't want... I don't need cameos now. And all, I want to see the Rebels become... They're part of the Rebel Alliance now, which is great. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't want fan service, and I don't want any kind of cameos. I just want my family, and I want them to figure everything out by the end, and I don't want any lingering questions like I know we're probably going to get... <laughs> And anything that takes away from that in a giant chunk like Saw Gerrera d- did, just, it doesn't thrill me. Well, like I mentioned before, I mean, I don't think it was fan service. I think it was important That was for the that- wrong term. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think it was important for that character to be present in order for Ezra to figure out where... Because this is ultimately surrounding Ezra and Ezra's story and them going back to Lothal. So it was it was important for him to be there because he presented that extreme point of view 
in contrast to Mon Mothma. And he needed to see where he was in that spectrum. And now they're going to go forward. And that's where we're going to see them in the next set of episodes. We're going to actually see them on Lothal. And it doesn't look like they have any backup. So that's why I, I think it was important to establish that being with the rebellion, yeah, it, it helps the bigger picture. But right now, the bigger picture is sacrificing all these other small worlds like Lothal, which is very important to the ghost crew personally. And sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to take that necessary step to do those small things. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? You know, that's that's what Ezra's like. What about doing the right thing? And and I, I liked that back and forth with him and Saw for that reason. So now that Saw's out of the way and, and Ezra knows where he's going with the ghost crew, now we can go ahead and, and dive into them being on Lothal, you know, with these crazy costumes. I don't even know what's going on there. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get any other crazy cameos like, uh, like Hondo. I think it would be kind of unnecessary to have Hondo show up randomly. Um, so yeah, well, I, think plus, I, I think we're out of that. Plus we are, we know that we're going to get whatever this crazy wolf, Ahsoka owl thing is gonna be, <laughs> and that's gonna Ahsoka's be another. Th- that's gonna be another tangent, and I see that's uh, that's. I don't think it's a tangent though. I know, but her fate's. I know that her fate is tied to the Ghost Crew be- because she's been on the Ghost Crew just like Rex. But mm-hmm. at the same, I I don't, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to see it. I want to see more. I I. No, they're gonna what they're gonna do. They're gonna tie Ezra's journey, and he's gonna learn something from Ahsoka and the Wolf and whatever. And it's gonna be—I'm sure it'll probably be interesting. But at the same time, I'd rather just have the Ghost Crew. Why can't we just have the Ghost Crew? Well, we are. <laughs> we are gonna get no, the Ghost but Crew. Only the Ghost. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think at that point, then you're just isolating. I mean, it's good. It's, it's good to focus on their paths. But at that point, you're isolating them and keeping them without really finding out where their paths are in relation to everything else. And Ezra and that wolf is going to be important in terms of maybe his own journey moving forward. Because let's be honest, I don't really think this crew, as much as we love them, I don't think this crew is going to stick together to the very end. I mean, just like families just drift apart. You know, I have family in Florida. Yeah. I have family in California. So it's like, I don't really think these people are going to stick together. And we need to see where their individual paths go. We know where Hera and Chopper end up, but we don't know where everyone else is. Let's just... You know what I want? I just want Hera and Chopper episodes from now on. <laughs> yes, okay. I'd be down with that. I'm all about more Hera. Like, that's all I want to know. She was like, so angry at the beginning of the first episode. She mm-hmm. was, yeah. She well, was. her squadron had just, like, she only came back with two people, and one of yeah, them well, was Wedge. So I'd be pretty upset, too, honestly. It was nice to see that from her, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy to see in a way this is kind of how Hera is growing because this this isn't the first time she's had you know uh, kind of like she's come back with much less uh, of her squadron so I think I hope we're gonna see something come of that yeah yeah and Not if there's more Sagarera <laughs> no they won't be <laughs> the, you know what the only acceptable like tangent I would be like okay. We can do that. 
is if they have to go to Tatooine again and they have to dig up the corpse of Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, course. don't think I didn't hear all of that chatter from last week's episode, guys. <laughs> no, of course. I, I listen. Thank you for reading my statement, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome, question mark. <laughs> but were there other things that you guys enjoyed, like the Rogue One references, the Death Trooper? There was that Lady Death Trooper, which was pretty cool. We had yeah. I, heard I, I really appreciated that. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty, yeah, I like that. And uh, there was also the mention of Krennic and, of course, that Kyber crystal in connection to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. There's a Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's the, what? Is the Empire working on something? What do you mean? The circle I love, in a circle? I love watching stuff where, like, that takes place before everybody knew it was the Death Star. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. for a split what second, you're just like, what weapon could they be talking about? And you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's the best <laughs> Like, for a the split second, I always have a super weapon. Second. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, wonder what they're talking about. Oh, it's the Death Star, duh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's going to further, that furthers my belief into the fact that, like, when this season ends, it's going to end on, like, the ghost and whoever is on it leaving to go to Scarif. Yeah. Yeah. Or something around that time. Like it has to be close. We're really close to Rogue One. At who this do you point. guys who do you guys think is on the ghost besides Hera and Chopper? Zeb oh, yeah. for sure, I think. <laughs> I think uh, Zeb maybe. Yeah, because she she needs people to have um I mean she only has those forward guns. She needs people to operate the turrets. So yeah, I think Zeb would be one of them. Uh I'm not sure about Rex? Sabine. Rex for mm-hmm. sure, yeah, maybe. I can see Rex. Since he's doing in it. Return of the Jedi, we know he's <laughs> <laughs> much to uh, much to you know the controversy that happens in the Frank community. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> um, oh boy. Um, oh, well, another aspect that I really liked about these episodes was the introduction of these this group of prisoners that were actually technicians that were mm-hmm. taken from their own respective homes and forced into working for the Empire. So, uh, I mean, I mentioned this in other areas, but I, I felt that that broke... Actually, that broke my heart, knowing that these characters were taken from their homes. And it really, like, added more um, more emotions to the fact that when the Death Star blows up, there are actual people in there that didn't want to be there in the first place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, this this makes me think a lot of um, reading Lost Stars when you think about characters like uh, like Jude. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you guys read that book I yet, did, yeah. Jeremy doesn't yeah. like it. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> that, that whole thing, when you, think, when you know, like, oh, Jude was on there and nothing was wrong with her and she was, like, a good person and very smart. And so, like, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's crazy how Star Wars kind of messes with your morality that way. Because you know that the Empire is bad and it's hard for you to even imagine that someone might not think it's that bad. You know? Right. I love That's one of my favorite parts of Star Wars. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, did you guys, like, throughout the episode, do you guys feel like questioning your morals? Like, oh man, that person has a good point and that person has a good point. Yeah, like, I, I don't always know where feel I am. That way. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I watch something, especially Star Wars related, and I 
well, yeah, especially Star Wars related with the Empire and the Rebellion, you can see both sides. I think that's why Rogue One was so great. Because mm-hmm. you could see, you saw the bad and good on both sides. Because there wasn't all bad on the Empire side. Right. Right. So, and there's not all good. And there's love, there's, there's shades of gray on the Rebellion side. And, like, perfect example is Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you probably shouldn't root for Cassian because he's. He's not really. He's not the not, best guy, but yeah, not the, not the ideal guy, rebel. He's yeah. not the best guy, but he's still a rebel and he still believes in the cause. He just goes about it maybe the wrong way. Because I, I actually did see some chatter about Rogue One on Twitter the past couple days where people were talking about how they um, checked out of Rogue One around when Cassian shot that informant in the back. Oh my gosh, that was mm. like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, Whoa. like it just did nothing for me after that because that's not how the rebellion's been presented and that kind of thing. And I was like, well, I mean, but you can't just think that the rebellion did everything, quote unquote, by the book, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think mean, that's that's the point of a lot of these new movies is to show you that, like, you know, when especially if you're building a rebellion, which is something that is, you know, by all definitions illegal in that galaxy they are doing something illegal as it is and there are going to be very many people that they have involved that have different viewpoints so i i think that like getting being a fan who has like the context of the books and reads like how the rebellion was built through like the leia book for an, as an example as opposed to like seeing it for the first time and realizing in rogue one that like maybe these people don't exactly know what they're doing like it's kind of weird, you know, it's a culture shock in a way. So I, I think that's the, the important part a lot of these anthology movies. And the reason I'm going to go see Han Solo is because I, I'm hoping that it shows that mainstream audience that loves Star Wars anyway, all of this context that the rest of us know so that they kind of get it when we have bigger emotions. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Could we get some Rebels characters in Han Solo? Right. That would be cool. I, I think that would be kind of sweet. I'm just holding out for Thandie Newton and his Ray Sloan, guys. I, that's, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember that going around. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the best thing. <laughs> yeah, especially since uh, people have, you know, wanted her to show up on in Rebels. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a, a long history with Kanan that I would like to see play out on screen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, funny enough, I actually ship those two characters in an alternate universe. But anyway, that's something else completely different <laughs> from what we were talking about. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. I support your ship. It's all right. I still ship Canera, but I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. 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 I, I totally see it. <laughs> I can totally see it. It's very obvious. Jeremy but, has yes, checked out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just listening. We just shot the guy in the alleyway, Jonah. <laughs> um, well, there was another important thing that happened in this episode, and that was the appearance of Hot Callus. Oh, how did we forget <laughs> that? He As was Steve his sex, sexiness, guys. 
as Steve Bloom calls him, my husband. Yes, Steve Bloom has gone down <laughs> as saying that and writing it as well. <laughs> he he said so in like interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he is very hot, Jeremy. I agree with he's, this. I mean, I'm just gonna keep saying things like that over and over again. He's just he's gorgeous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I noticed on Twitter there was a lot of conversation regarding his inclusion into the rebellion and how there hasn't been any uh, consequences for what he's done in the past. So, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Just him being already involved in an operation that you know we haven't really seen him being uh tried for whatever he's done or or is that even important right now there's just there's no. so many other things happening it's not important. Uh, han was a general by return of the jedi and all he'd done for like the three months leading up to that point was sit in carbonite so <laughs> that is so Good point. But then again, Han, Han wasn't involved in like the genocide of a, a race of people. Um, but Lando was also a general and he had just been working with the Empire. So, like, yeah. and plus, so they were I'm all like, oh. they were all smugglers. Yeah, yeah. That's so, true. So, yeah, I, I remember seeing a lot of chatter. I, I got involved in some of that as well. And I was just... Uh, very intrigued by people's perspective on Callus as well as their perspective on Saw, because you have mm. these two characters who have done terrible things, but then you know there's a part of the f- fan community that loves Callus and a part of the fan com- community that doesn't really love Saw for obvious reasons. <laughs> I mean, mainly because the guy is a terrorist. I mean, I'm not going to be head over heels in love with a guy that does that. Um, although I, I really love uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting how, how people were comparing those two characters. And I, I think they're, honestly, they're two different characters. That there's not much to compare. You know, Callus has done terrible things, but he is slowly but surely amending his ways. And uh, I think he proved his loyalty by being fulcrum and feeding them information at the cost of his own life. I, yeah, I, th- I think he's more than done his part at this point. Yeah. And, and, and the Rebellion would not be smart to exploit his knowledge of what the Empire is doing. And he should be have a big part in it. Yeah, yeah. He's so, proven himself. So I am willing to work with a guy like that. Yeah, if you're willing to work with a guy like Cassian, who's not the best guy, then you should be willing to work with a Callus. <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, that's that's the thing about Star Wars is, you know, the, the story itself, the overarching story is supposed to be simple enough for kids to get and stuff. But it presents these characters that have many 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 layers and it has from the beginning i I mean anakin was our introduction like the anakin and darth vader fold was our first introduction to seeing someone as evil and then seeing them portrayed as like a hero and having to deal with those conflicting personalities and um i think that that is what they're kind of playing on with characters like like saw like i don't necessarily like saw i understand like and i appreciate saw but it doesn't necessarily mean I like him as a person, but as a character, I find him incredibly interesting. Right. And yeah. yeah, and I feel that way about Anakin, and I feel that way about a lot of the villains in Star Wars, which I think is a great thing because a lot of people don't 
go in on their villains the way that this franchise does, especially in a franchise universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Darth Maul, for example. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> you, you gotta go there. You gotta go there. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, he's so great. He's so great. I miss him. I drew him with robot arms for you I last know, week. What am I supposed to do? What am I doing? I, I want to see. I want that as a poster and a t-shirt <laughs> and a, like a beer koozie and a. All right, next celebration. I'll, I'll bring all of that to you. But that's where the list needs to stop. <laughs> I promise, and I, I've decided I am not going to do. Old Man Rex every episode. I'm just going to spring it on you guys as a surprise. Oh, no. <laughs> Since we only have it for such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and there was another awesome moment, which was Kanan and Hera diving into the mm-hmm. fog and, you know, him guiding her through all that. So uh, some people were talking about how that completely takes away from Hera's ability to pilot. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Please stop. <laughs> um, I think it enhances. I think it shows how well they trust each other, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that. I mean, it shows you that Hera is a good pilot, that she can trust someone's words and pilot exactly to those words and get them out of danger. Because, I mean, Hera might have been able to fly her way out of the fog by herself, but that wasn't the point of that scene. Exactly. Like Mm -hmm. that was the, the whole point was like, Hey guys, Hey guys, you know how we, how you ship them? Like, this is where we're going with that. (laughs) Like we're showing you healthy relationship moves with them. (laughs) (laughs) So true. It it was just them working together. It was nothing more than that. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was a great scene. Like, even if they weren't romantically involved or I didn't ship them, you know, like, it would still have been a fantastic scene because this is about the Rebels and our team and the Ghost Crew. Exactly. And we need, I want to see, like, Kane and Hera, like, just full on making out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that takes Can you us. just give us that at least? It, that takes us into the, the clips. Happiness. Yeah, the clips that we saw for next week's episodes. So yeah, there was a little a new dawn like moment between them in the alleyway uh, while hiding. And yeah, I I really liked how they had. I mean, it's very cliche, you know, <laughs> hiding in the shadows. Mm. Um, it's it, it was really something that came out of a fanfic that I read literally weeks ago, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. So yeah, I'm excited for that scene. I'm excited to see where it goes from there, and and well, what we other... know where it goes. <laughs> how they're able to touch back on you know how how they're able to come back to that moment later on so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely space um, that's where it goes space yes. I, I I like it I like it let's have them tie the space knot I want to see how marriage works in Star Wars so if we could just that would do be we, awesome do we think that after next week they leave Lethal and we don't go back oh Ooh. that's interesting like okay I don't know Whatever happens on the fall next week is it, and then we go for like maybe one or two more episodes, and then the series ends not on the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's crazy, I, you know. 
that makes me worried because I'm here. I am the conspiracy theorist. I haven't seen Lothal mentioned in any books following Rebels. Have you guys, or any literature that's supposed to happen post Rebels? Mm. No, but then I haven't seen like other planets being mentioned. So I, yeah. hope, I hope they're not off I'm the map either. Like, I, I'm not saying it's getting like blown up or anything. I'm just not. worried about oh, what is going to happen. Like on Lothal, like what's what kind of things are going to be brought there, and what will be wrought on the land. Oh man, I would hate for it to end up like a planet like um, like Rada from the Ahsoka mm. novel. Yeah, like that, that was just terrible. there was just dried out, and uh, the people were just left behind. I, I I really hope that won't be the case for Lothal. I I need Ezra to have something to you know have hope that there's something. Mm-hmm. In the horizon, and uh, and I it, like I would love to have him rebuild his home planet, but I, I, if they do, if they take that away from me, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna he's got to save all the loft cats. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna open a loft cat sanctuary. <laughs> See, Ahsoka's pony farm is what Ashley Eckstein goes for. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, it's Ezra opening up a little. You know, shop for uh, loft cats. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Lo- a loft cat cafe. Oh, oh, oh! That would be oh. so cool. Wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> I need this to be real. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. I'm all a hundred percent with this. I've never been to a cat cafe. Changing. Not talking about Star Wars at all. I've never been <laughs> to one of those. I've never been it's, either, it's but it's, nice. it sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's really cute. Like usually, there's like snacks and drinks and a bunch of cats and what kind of that's snacks about do it. Lot of cats eat. I don't know. Human flesh. Oh God! <laughs> They're not porgs. <laughs> porgs. Hey, back. I think porgs are bad. You think porgs are bad, like Ewoks? I think they're going to turn out to be like really awful. Oh my gosh! Oh, like what? Like like a roast or? So, like, like, how I think, would you I cook think... pork? I mean, would you cook it like you cook chicken? <laughs> I'm sorry, not to get too offbeat here. Who would win in a fight, they... a long cat or a porg? There. <laughs> oh, I'd way rather fight a porg. Loth cats are dangerous. Yeah, they're kind of feral. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna no, go up I against a loth cat. Porg. I couldn't hit a loth cat. <laughs> But anyway, coming back to <laughs> the episode here, uh, were there any other profound thoughts that you guys wanted to share? Nope, I'm just ready for the next one. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm ready to go. I'm excited for this season. I don't want it to end, but I'm really excited for what's about to happen. Yeah, same. I'm excited. And I guess we should just wrap things up from here. Yeah. Um, hey, where can I find you on the internet, Jonah? You can find me at Blue Jag Eyes and at thewookiegunner.com. And that's Wookiee with two E's. I keep seeing it written as one. It's not. <gasps> oh, at TwitchCon this past weekend, there's somebody out there. And this is not to call anyone out on our show and start some war with a Twitch person. But someone out there spells like they're on some team or that's their screen name and it's Wookie Force, but they only have one E. And I was standing behind a person either that was this person or wearing their jersey. And I was just like, no, no, oh, no, no, that's no, that's that's no. They should have done it's their so research. 
They beforehand. should feel very bad for themselves and they should feel shame. <laughs> shame. I, it's just awful. Shame. It's like <laughs> it's like seeing someone with untied shoes and not like and wanting to reach out and make sure it was it's fixed, oh. but it's not. You can't fix it. <laughs> you had to say that. Like I saw some guy walking around without shoelaces in his shoes yesterday and I just like <gasps> couldn't take it. Yeah, there's certain things sorry. that no, I'm sorry, that cannot be done. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy. I don't know why I said Twitter like that. Um, <laughs> at Jeremy Ohio, and you can read all my ramblings on Bleeding Cool. Yay! And uh, you guys can find me by searching for Ocatrina, O H C H E R I N A. I think I spelled that right. <laughs> and. Uh, please check out my space comic about space pirates and space friends. It's called Treasure in the Core, and you can read it for free on Webtoons, which is a free app. Oh, it's super fun. Yay! I'm glad you think so. <laughs> yes. And right now it's PG, so all the kids can read it, too. I think I'm going to keep it that way. It's Yay. pretty easy. Yeah. It's easy not to curse. <laughs> oh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out we'll figure out space curses they'll never know <laughs> and they can also find our podcast on twitter at team underscore canaan yep that's us Woot. that's us and uh, if you can leave us a rating on itunes and stitcher that'd be awesome uh, i don't think anyone has left us anything recently i think i checked a little while ago so if you can that'd be awesome and please help. yeah please <laughs> and what's the other one that we have to say the email you can email us at team was it well i forget what it is <laughs> oh goodness you know what i completely forgot what it it's was, okay actually. because think... we'll post it on twitter and then you can check it yes. out there <laughs> yeah just send us twitter dms where our dm inbox is open and Art you guys can drop us your thoughts and comments or what you might want jeremy to say in the old rex voice so yeah, we can tell you no that. Give me requests. Yeah, if we do enough requests, we should just edit a string of Jeremy's old Rex impressions together over like some soft music. Yes. And just have it. Can we do this? That would be awesome, really. <laughs> like towards the end of the episode. episode. Yeah, yes. Like a bonus? Oh, yeah, yes. I'm all about this. <laughs> Which one of you wants to record that? Which one of you wants to record that with me? Yeah. So, <laughs> please send us your family friendly suggestions, please. <laughs> <laughs> of things you would like Jeremy to say in his old man Rex voice. <laughs> I'm all both. That's great. Yeah, you guys shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this now. I only come up with bad ideas. Ever. I'm sorry, Jonah. <laughs> That's okay. It's, I, I forgive you. <laughs> it's be our longest episode ever. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, humans and earthlings, for listening to us uh, and do all the things that Jonah told you to do. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Team Kanan after another episode of Star Wars Rebels. Thank you and goodbye!